My name is Devin Martin. I'm 20 years old, and I helped the NASA Perseverance rover make it to Mars. This is my story. This was a huge groundbreaking mission. Anything could happen. Blow up, something could go wrong. I was biting on my teeth the entire time at once. Hey, I'm Danny Washington, and welcome to The Genius Generation, the podcast about young people who are changing our world in big ways. On this week's show, my guest is Devin Martin, who, after witnessing a rocket launch as a kid with his mom, dreamed of working at NASA. This past summer, he made his dreams come true, completing a summer internship at NASA and contributing directly to the success of the Mars 2020 Perseverance rover, which landed on Mars earlier this year. So cool. Devin, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Danny. I'm so happy to be here. Oh, we're happy to have you here. So I want to start with the basics. I want to talk about the dream internship that you had this past year. Tell me about what you're doing at NASA. It was an incredible experience, to say the least. I worked on the ground data system integration and testing team within NASA's Mars Exploration Program. So my internship consisted of helping develop and produce flight software for the Mars 2020 Perseverance rover that launched uh, this past summer. Wow, so you were a part of the Mars rover launch and landing and all of that? Oh, I still can't believe it either, but yeah, I got to be on that team. It sounds like it was probably really complex. So can you break down what it means for us listening? What were you actually doing day to day? My job was to protect the security of the Mars rover. So basically that means that there are hackers bad people in the world who would try and sabotage the launch and prevent it from taking off. And so my job was to, you know, write code to put blockades in place that would keep them from being able to access the Mars rover so it would ultimately succeed and land on Mars someday. So kind of like cybersecurity? Definitely a huge cybersecurity project. Very cool. Okay, so I want to go back in time a bit. When did you first have an interest in science? As a young boy, my grandfather was my biggest hero. He is the man that I ultimately aspire to be. He has a PhD in psychology, but he also taught African history at the college level. So growing up, he would always tell me about these magnificent black engineers, like the Egyptians, uh, who built the pyramids, Otis Boykin, an electrical engineer whose technology helped build the first pacemaker, as well as pioneering women at NASA, like Katherine Johnson, Dorothy Vaughn, and Mary Jackson. These are all people who came before me who inspired me to pursue a career in science because ultimately, if they could do it, then I believe I could do it too. And what was your first thought when your grandfather told you about these figures? Obviously, they were Black figures. So and around that time, you didn't see that many people of color in those engineering spaces or in STEM spaces. So being able to hear people like me can get to that level, people that me are intelligent and are capable of producing these groundbreaking projects. And that ultimately inspired me to fill that STEM space as well, so that I could also inspire others to become STEM major engineers and doctors. Absolutely. For me as well as a, a Black woman in STEM, I remember thinking as a kid, why can't I find people, adults who look like me, who are working in the field that I love? And at the time, I loved marine biology and still do. But I had a really hard time finding folks that looked and sounded like me. And so I had to just use my imagination. It's a good thing you had your grandfather there to tell you all of this history and to be able to expose you. So is that what really garnered your love for space? It did, actually. But my mother, who's also my hero, did as well. 
One of my favorite things I love to do with my mom in my youth was watch rocket ships launch into space. So I saw the space shuttle Atlantis blast off from the Kennedy Space Center, as well as the first Mars rover Curiosity leave Earth's atmosphere uh, for the Red Planet as well in 2011. All three engines up and burning. Two, one, zero, and liftoff, the final liftoff of Atlantis. My mom would always tell me that's going to be me someday. She would always tell me that I was going to help build something great one day, and she never doubted of it. And because of that, neither have I. Sounds like you have a phenomenal mom and grandparent. <laughs> yeah, most definitely. That's awesome. So what attracted you to computer science in particular? As I started looking to the world, I saw it was becoming more digitalized by the minute. I noticed the world was being run on code from our phones to our laptops to our cars and to our airplanes and so thinking about how we were entering a digital age I could work in any field I wanted to as a computer scientist and that also inspired me to apply to this computer science program at uh, MIT when I was a sophomore in high school and so for the entire summer they taught us about Python and TensorFlow and Jupyter Notebook and ultimately how to build your own artificial intelligence and use it to your expense. And at the end of the program, they were like, okay, we taught you all these skills. Now we want you to go out and build your own program. And so, you know, I sat there for a while, like, okay. And so I thought back to the summer before that when I lost one of my best friends from texting while driving. And I was like, okay, what is one way I can honor his death? And so that gave me the idea to build a program called a distracting driver AI that could sit in someone's car so basically, if you were looking to your left or your right or in the back seat, if your eyes were on the road, if your hand, both hands were on the wheel, I trained my ML algorithm to classify that as distracted driving. And so anytime that driver was shown as distracted driving, it would play this loud, annoying sound. And so it would keep playing that sound until the driver stopped and it keeps saying, but you are putting yourself and other lives at risk, please stop. And so that really inspired me like, wow, I didn't know anything about coding or computer science coming into the summer. And just in three months, I could build a program this massive. So that is what sparked uh, me to pursue a career in computer science for the rest of my life. Wow, that's tremendous. Can you talk to me about some of your other internships? I know you interned at Google. Have you done any other cool internships? Yeah, I did a, actually did a full year internship at the National Security Agency during my freshman year of college. So basically, I like worked closely with engineers at the NSA as well as professionals and doctors in their respective fields to develop solutions around election security and integrity in the U.S., as well as developing ways to catch terrorists using social media data. Interesting. So I know in order to lock an internship, you have to have some level of experience, but I think that enthusiasm and passion and excitement also play a role. Would you agree? Most definitely. A lot of what you hear in the STEM space, you know, it's all about technical skills, but soft skills are also huge. Being able to network, being able to build relationships, being able to ask your coworkers or your supervisors at to lunch and have coffee chats with them, getting to know them. I think that is one of the hugest things that any person trying to get an internship should know is that it's not just about how smart you are or how good you are with your technical skills, but, you know, how well you interact with people and how you build those relationships and how you continue to build on those as well. What kind of setbacks and roadblocks have you had on your journey? In high school, I went to a private boarding school in Michigan. And so there, I experienced immense racism. People telling me that, you know, I wasn't good enough because of the color of my skin. People telling me I wasn't smart enough or that I wouldn't amount to anything. And so I think that was probably the hugest setback. Looking back at it now, I am a believer. I do have faith in God and I definitely believe everything happens for a reason. 
And so even though the racism did get to a point where I had to transfer, I feel God put me in the best position ever because the school I ended up transferring to was a STEM school. It had computer science classes, it had a robotics team, a cybersecurity team, all things that my previous school didn't have before. So when I got there, I feel like I fostered even more in my love for computer science because the minute I got onto that campus, I joined the robotics team, I you know, joined the cybersecurity team, I got able to take 3D printing classes and coding courses even before I you know, got to college. And I feel like that ultimately set me up for my career in computer science. And honestly, looking back on it now, I wouldn't uh, take back that experience at all because it honestly put me in the best situation ever. Yeah, that sounds like quite the journey. And dealing with racism at any point is never easy. I'm really sorry you had to go through that, but I'm glad that it led you to where you are today. So let's swing back to NASA and your internship. So I know due to COVID-19, your internship was mostly remote, but did you eventually get to travel to the Kennedy Space Center to see a launch? I did actually. So I flew out a day or two before the Mars rover actually launched into orbit. All I can say, it was the most incredible and emotional experience of my life. Engine ignition, two, one, zero, and liftoff. The perseverance of humanity launching the next generation of robotic explorers to the red planet. Like I said, growing up, I used to watch these rockets launch into space with my mother and my grandfather. And so the first rocket ship for me to be able to see in person, me being the one that I worked on, just made it all the better. Obviously, it was very nervous because this was such a huge groundbreaking mission and anything could happen. It could blow up, something could go wrong. I was biting on my teeth the entire time at once. I heard in the call center, all good. I went out and I called my mom and just started crying because I'm like, I have worked my entire life to get this to this point, and all the naysayers or the people at my previous school who said I couldn't amount to anything, I did. And it just made it super emotional, and my mom cried as well. So it, it was an incredible experience. I wish I could go back to that day. I can only imagine how proud your mom must be, um, especially during that moment. I'm super proud of you just hearing the story. So what are some of your goals for the future? Do you want to become a, a NASA engineer? I do. Hopefully one day I, I hope to move over into, you know, full-time role at NASA. But you know, I also have other aspirations as well. I do come from a family of people in medicine. So I do hopefully want to go to medical school one day, get a MD, PhD program. I've really gotten obsessed with genetic engineering on this new technology called CRISPR. Wow, that's really cool that you're passionate about both computer science and biology. And hopefully in the future, in your career, you'll be able to combine both. That's the dream, hopefully one day. Nice. So do you have any advice for other young people who might want to pursue something similar? One thing I would say is don't let anybody tell you you can't do anything. You are the master of your own success, is what my mom used to tell me. If you are truly passionate about something, pursue with every inch of your soul and don't let anybody stop you. You are capable of doing anything you set your mind to. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> If you could change one thing about the world, what would it be? Equal education for all. Being able for different cultures, different races to all have access to the same equal education where there's no privilege, utilizing every mind to the fullest would be the best thing for this world. Devin, it's been absolutely wonderful having you on our podcast. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it so much. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of The Genius Generation. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to rate and subscribe. The Genius Generation is a podcast created by Seeker and Tracks. 
The show is hosted by me, Danny Washington. Emily Feld and Evan Hall are producers. Caroline Roth, Brian Simagala, and Matt Morales are secret producers. Our editor and sound designer is John Pappas. Our executive producers are Brett Kushner, Michelle Smalley, and Brian Pendergast. Our PA is Navani Otero. Thanks for listening. Funding for the Genius Generation comes from the Arthur Vining Davis Foundations, investing in our common future. How do we create change that lasts? True transformation happens by changing the system, not just the situation. It's a bit like the difference between saving a tree and creating a new sustainable way of doing forestry. Ashoka is a global community of thousands of change makers who are committed to making systemic change and empowering others to do the same. We get it. Changing systems sounds intimidating, but there's nothing to fear. Join Ashoka for a three-part learning journey to uncover issues you care about, identify the root causes, and start building a solution. Learn more by visiting changemaking.net or check out the link in the show notes. Support for Tracks comes from the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. This is Tracks from PRX.